get over a setback and create a comeback. I'm here with my really good friend, Sean Finney. Sean works for the Academy. <laughs> he puts on one of the biggest shows of the year, the Oscars, and he's a very good friend of mine. So welcome, Sean. Thank you for having me. Now, Sean wanted to do this podcast. This is his idea. Mine. This is all you. Yeah, this is all me. <laughs> um, the reason why he wanted to do this podcast is because we're such close friends. We hang out all the time. Mm -hmm. And we have the most intense conversations mm -hmm. about life, yeah. career. Yeah. And what did you say? Life, career, the journey, just navigating through how we continue to just develop as like right. people and as friends in this crazy town this called crazy town. LA. It's crazy I think, town. I think for you, Diana, what's so interesting and, and for the world with Diana, like if you know, Di like you see Diana online and it's like, okay, great. I love her. She's a mom. She's doing all the things. She's badass. She's all the things. But a lot of the qualities that I find so endearing about you are things that I don't necessarily see you talk about all the time. So right. when we were talking and she was mm -hmm. like, I want you to come on, I'm like, then it's getting really, really real, sis. Right. It's not going to be fluff. <laughs> it's going to be the real things that we talk about behind closed doors, mm -hmm. uh, behind the curtains. Mm -hmm. We're going to open the curtains today and unveil some of um, the most darkest times in my mm -hmm. life and how... And I want to talk about some of the darkest times of your mm -hmm. life because you have a crazy life story as well. You were homeless. Mm -hmm. You were like sleeping in your car, working <laughs> for the academy, which is how you and I met years mm -hmm. ago. We met like, what, eight years ago? Yeah. And you would have never have known Sean's going through that. So I want to talk to you about your life too because this episode is all dedicated to anybody who's listening who is like in this dark place, is, is in this dark tunnel, can't see the light at mm -hmm. the end of the tunnel. This mm -hmm. episode is for you. I hope this episode inspires you, uplifts you, and makes you realize you're not alone. And hey, you will get to the light. Yeah. It takes a lot of work. It takes time. But it's what patience. you, I think it's what you learn in the darkness though. Like, did you right. learn anything that you could apply? Because right. if you didn't learn, then when you get to the light, you're still not going to be able to use your right. tools. You know what I'm saying? So yes. for me, that's like, the darkness was something before I used to run away from. Because mm. you're like, it's dark in there. I don't know who in there. I want nobody touching me, you know. Right. But the darkness I've learned to embrace because I know that better is coming. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? But it's a, it's a mindset change. You know mindset. what I mean? So Complete important. mindset. And Diana, what I love about you is that like, it's no bullshit when it comes to you. You are one of the most, she is one of the most supportive people <laughs> I know. And what I love is sometimes I'll just be, you know, scrolling through the gram and I'm like, did you do? Diana commented on this person, that person, this person. And, and I think it's so important because so many people are in competition with each other. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people are in competition with you and you don't even know about it. <laughs> um, oh, I know. I act like I don't. Yeah, but, but, you're like, but <laughs> that I know. Is, that's my best talent. I <laughs> act like I don't realize. <laughs> and, and talk to me a little bit about why it's so important for you to genuinely support. Because Diana's not like the, oh, I'll get this for you. You are like, Diana will connect you with the person right, right now on text to make sure you all, and then follow up and be like, Sean's trying to reach you. Did you do it? Why is it important for you as a person to really, really support your friends? Uh, it's important for me to see... Here's a cliche answer. It's really important for me to see my friends dream big and see their dreams come alive. Now, mm -hmm. if I could have any, um, you know, role in helping, that's amazing. Yeah. But it all comes down literally from my upbringing, the way I was raised from my with my parents. My dad and mom would always, like, help support anybody who would, like, get off the boat from Armenia and, like, you know, get them mm -hmm. food, get them a place, get them whatever they needed. Um, I learned that from my parents. Um, they supported a couple of families in Armenia, mm -hmm. like – 
supported uh, fully. So it's like I always saw them supporting people. I do feel like with that, there's good karma. There's good um, things that come to you in in Mm -hmm. many folds. Um, So there's a little bit of that selfish thing of like, I want to help people. I feel like it always comes back. But also, it's like I get excited seeing other people live out their dreams. I really yeah, do. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Um, when you were turned into a meme at the Academy Awards <laughs> during the Eminem performance, <laughs> I was texting you from the Oscars a couple of seats back being like, you're a meme, Sean. You're a meme. And, you know, I know how much you love singing. And yeah. for you to be there and just be your authentic self and that was captured <laughs> was a moment. And that made me really happy because I know deep down, like, what you dream about. Mm-hmm what you wish to happen in your mm-hmm. life. So I don't know. It's not something that I think about. I'm supporting someone. It's really like, I really want people to succeed. Yeah. I do feel there's a lot of room for everybody in this world to make it happen. Mm-hmm. You doing your thing isn't going to affect me doing right. my thing. I have been burned in the past by people, mm-hmm. unfortunately, mm-hmm. where they were trying to get in the way of my thing. Uh, but I feel like they were teachers and I had to learn a lesson which I have mm-hmm. in life. Uh, so, you know, I'm a little bit more cautious, but I think I've been able to clean out people that don't serve me. And mm-hmm. those that do, that are in my inner circle, in my tribe, which, you know, you yeah. are, you have a very amazing place in my <laughs> tribe. I will go <laughs> over, over and, beyond. and beyond to help. I do feel like, listen, like I've been so lucky in my life and it's been through people I've never known. Like every single person who's helped me in my career has been someone who's been like a stranger. Mm-hmm. When I was 18 years old, I got a job working at H. Lorenzo on Sunset Plaza. It's like a retail shop. Yeah. And a random girl walked in one day, strike strike the conversation with me. I was just, you know, doing retail. And I told her my dream was to be a host. She's like, my friend's a producer at Entertainment Tonight. Do you have a resume? She ended up giving my resume and got me internship and got me through the door of something that I could not get myself into. This was a complete stranger. Now we know each other and, you know, we support each other and it's amazing. But do you understand? Like, I didn't know her. Complete stranger. And I feel like I've been so blessed with random people doing something that's like so small for Mm -hmm. them, an introduction. But it's changed my life so if i could do an introduction that could change people's life like i would love to do that Mm -hmm. well i think a couple things when you were talking i think it's important just that you don't operate from a place of lack you know how many like i would i used to operate before from a place of lack or okay this person's getting it that means i'm not gonna have it right that alone is a game changer well this town Makes you feel that. Mm. This town is structured in that way where you yeah, do feel there like only be one. there could only be one role for this. And what, but you know what? Things are changing. Yeah, with the Netflix, landscape is changing completely. With Hulu, yeah. with Amazon, with the streaming sites coming out and allowing people like us who are diverse yeah. to have a yeah. voice and come and create content. Right. Um, I think the landscape's changing. So that is changing completely, mm-hmm. which is a great time for us. Yeah. It's an exciting time it's for us. It's an exciting time for us. 10 years ago, it would have been a different story. Yeah. Now it's like people are more open to diverse people, mm-hmm. stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even our conversation today would not be possible 10 years ago. No, because we'd have to rely on a business to right. approve us, right. to give us the the opportunity to have a mic in our face to right. speak our truth. And then they would tailor our truth to sell. Right. And if it doesn't sell, then our truth doesn't matter. It doesn't and matter. that's kind of what ultimately ends up happening uh, in this town. But it's, it's interesting with you, Diana, because I've seen you 
over the years, you Diana does not take no for an answer. Like, it's so it's so funny because I see you and I see the makeup and the hair and the heels and it's all cute and the photos and I'm like, Diana is a beast. <laughs> Diana will go around you and be like, great, thank you, goodbye. Nikki Vidash says it best, yeah. like be a beauty and, and a, a beast. beast. You, know you gotta I mean? listen in this day and age to survive and to make it. I want you guys to listen. You have to be a beast. You have to. You, you have cannot to. rely on the old ways of like. Oh, I'm pretty. Someone's going to notice me and hire me. No, 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 no. No. That shit, that mentality won't it's, get you it's anywhere. Old. Yeah. It's, you need to hustle. You yeah. need to get, you know, what you want. Go after it and get it. Don't take no for an answer. And if you're not getting something, create your own lane. Create your own way mm-hmm. of doing things. Well, and I think there's a, there's a respect that comes with resilience. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. when you're able, it's a self-respect, right? Because when you're able to see right. where you have seen yourself come from, from where you mm-hmm. came from, and then you see right. where you are right now, right. and, and the, the different milestones that continue to try and block you and get in your space, but how you continue to push through. You know what I'm saying? Right. My brother told me before, he was like, Sean, if you're in a relationship, make sure you get in a relationship with someone who can love you through. Love you through your depression. Love you through the things that are bothering you. Love you through you having a right. job, not having a job. And and with this town, with this industry, with this whole thing, it's about what what do you, what can you push through, mm-hmm. and what do you have the will for? Because right. for me, man, the will. Like, do I have the will to do it? Because I can physically do it, but the will to actually do it, and, and the mental capacity you have to have to be told no countless times, oh, yeah. over and over, over and, and over, over again. again. And By the way, I heard a no today for something. <laughs> And I got this email and I'm literally, this is at the place I'm at right now. Yeah, but it's I true. I laughed. I was upset, but I laughed and I'm like, really? I'm getting a no? Like, you're telling me no? How about this, bitch? I don't yeah. want to work with you. How about that? Yeah. You know, yeah. I literally, I haven't sent an email, but I want to send it to my manager you, tomorrow. Be like, that tell that first. bitch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I actually don't want to work with her. Right. How about that? <laughs> Like, if true. she can't see it, like, I don't have time right now. Yeah. To and by the way, she was, like, even questioning a couple of things. And I'm like, bitch, Google me. Like, I can't even sit here and tell you all the shit I've done. <laughs> Google it. You don't have the time. You read right. it on your own time. I don't time. have the time. And listen, if you don't know that, like, we we should not be working together. Yeah. So, it actually, uh, I'll tell you about that later, about what that's about. But it was like, I was like, uh, no. Yeah, we're not going to be I was annoyed that. by the email. I'm not going to lie. I'm human. Right. But I, then I started laughing. I'm like, uh, no, bitch. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> what What is it, Diana, that, that, that rooted, that deep-rooted thing that connects you to yourself? Where you're like, actually, I'm good. Because a lot of people, depending on what the situation is or what it is, that, that can wreck somebody. You know what I'm saying? It used when to you wreck me. You- it used mm-hmm. to wreck me really bad mm. where I was like in, you know, deep depression and poor Ray. Oh, poor Ray. My husband has seen me go through so much. What's up, Ray? Right. <laughs> Ray has seen me go through so much. Talk mm. about having a partner that mm-hmm. like sticks through after like so many failures I've had. You know, I think it's like exciting time for Ray now to see me like getting like all these messages. Like you inspire me when I show it to him, like he gets excited. Um, Your podcast inspired me. This inspired me. Your product inspired me. Just being at the Oscars, you know, Mm. that was like a moment for us too. And it's like, he's seen me go through so many hardship. Well, here's the thing, like going down to how to get over a setback. (sighs) You got to really realize there's a big picture. It's hard to realize that when you're in that moment because right. you think like that is the biggest, the thing. biggest right. thing and it's the end of the world. Right. It's the end of your life. Right. But you got to realize there's a big picture. And, and, and you, in order to be in the big leagues, 
you need to be prepared for it. Mm. And sometimes we think we're prepared, but we're not. And these rejections get you stronger. Because through rejection, this is how I work. If I get rejected, I'm going to go out there and work harder, work on the craft, work on the skill, get it like better, get it more polished. Like what do I need to do to get that to turn to yes? And my, it might not be with that person to be yes, right, right, but right. it's actually preparing me to get better mm-hmm. for the big leagues. Right. That's how I think about it now as I'm talking about a big picture. But when you're in the moment, you're like, this is it. This is the end of the mm-hmm. world. Like there's no turning back after this. And you, Sean, have been such a great friend because I remember when I didn't get that hosting job for Glam Masters, mm-hmm. I sat down with you at yeah. lunch crying yeah. <laughs> and being like, maybe I should be an actress. And you were one of the most supportive people. Uh. And you're like, you know what? Yeah, you should be an actress. And you know what? You should come to the Oscars as an actress. And and you be know what? I feel like you helped me manifest it because a year later, I'm there. Here I am with a movie. <laughs> I went, I'm there with a movie. movie and you belt. know what? When I was at the Oscars this year, I'm going to be honest yeah. with you. The next day, I was really depressed. I was depressed because I was like, I felt so close yet so far. Mm. But I told Sako at the Oscars, I go, I need to work harder. Mm. I need to be back here as a A nominee. nominee. And I literally was like a little sad the next day. But it was a kind of sad where I'm like preparing myself to work harder, Mm -hmm. get into the trenches and just really grind it out. Grind it out, like polish more right. acting classes, whatever I need to do to get there. Right. You mentioned earlier the word that always resonates with me, and I used to be so scared of it, failure. And I think yeah. as you continue to grow as a person, right. as, as an individual, as a human, failure takes different shapes, right? Uh-huh. What does failure look like to you now? Because now you have a, a line that you've created. Yes, which um, I'm so excited because a very big brand is about to pick it up. So I would probably be able to announce it in the next couple of weeks, which I'll tell you yes! tonight. But it's crazy because it's only been six months. Yeah. Yeah. And and the fact that that the the product came from something that you were battling with yourself, yes, your skin, my skin, and so again, so taking a perceived failure that and turning a, yeah, it around, that, that was a hard time in my life. How do you now measure fail? What is failure now to Diana? What so is that's that? what I'm telling you. A failure before was like when I had the eczema after mm-hmm. I had Colette. I had postpartum. I hated the way I looked. Mm-hmm. I would look in the mirror and just feel gross. All the eczema on my face, my eyelids, my yeah. body, the hives. I literally was like, you know, this is it. My life is over. Like I had the baby and this is it. I am (laughs) ugly. I'm tired. I haven't slept. Um, But that led me to create the beauty brand off of like there was a lack. I couldn't find the products Mm -hmm. that the dermatologist told me to get. Right. I was just like, this needs to be done better. Right. Like if I'm going to use a product that's going to help my skin because it's clean and it looks gross, I'm not going to tell people, hey, go buy this product. Right. I'm not going to put it on my bathroom counter, be proud of it. I wanted to create something that was like Instagrammable, cute, that yeah. like makes me feel good using yeah. it. Yeah, uh-huh. And that's where <laughs> Diana Madison Beauty came from, you know? But like, it was one of the hardest par- parts of my life. I did not feel good. I felt mm. ugly. I felt drained, as new moms do. Like, you do not feel your best. Right. Um, it took time for me to actually transform that from like feeling that way to like, hey, let me create a product. It took right. time. It wasn't like within 24 hours. Mm. You know, it took time. But one thing I would say to you is a lot of people have ideas mm-hmm. and they don't act upon it. Right. If I have an idea and I feel like it's good, I feel like there's potential, like I'm going to act on it. Right. 
Even if it's like a, an industry, like I'm just like, I don't know anything about, I'm like, I'm going to act out of it. Gonna, I want it. Somebody else wants it. Well, and, and you said something earlier when we were talking before the cameras came on, is that you prepare yourself for it. It's not like you ever walk in blind when right. you went in from mob time. And this is another thing I love about you is that you don't just show up somewhere and you're like, do, 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 do. you're like, you go to the acting class. Yeah. You, you're the healer. You, 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 know, the shop. you know, you know this very well because yeah. you were next to me yeah. throughout that whole process. Yeah. You really were. <laughs> I like found three acting coaches. Yep. All of them were like, I'm the best. Yep. I worked with three acting coaches because I wanted to see everybody else's technique and yeah. see what I could learn from them. Because yeah. this is something new I'm getting into. And yeah. Even though I had three lines, I was like, I need to be over prepared. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, so it's 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 one thing to be like, yeah, go out and go after your dreams. But you got to be smart about how you're doing. Like, you can't just mm -hmm. willingly because uh, Kiss and I were having this conversation earlier where it's like, if I'm going to show up and I'm going to give you right. and I'm, you're, you're setting me up with somebody, right. I got to show up and be my best self. Because right. why did they even meet me? 150%. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's another thing where I think it's so interesting about where we are with like the social climate because it's like, and I mean, social, social media. Because it's like, oh, you're a photographer. I can be a photographer. It's like, no, get the get your camera, but like right. learn the crap. There's yes. there's still a, a lesson in learning the best yes. thing. And then those three lines that you got three acting coaches for were like, where? on Was it Good Morning? Where was it? It was on Today Show. It was on the Today Show? Where I was on KTLA, Fox 11. Like, it was crazy. Three lines. Right. <laughs> three lines. You know what I mean? I but that know. Just, that, just, that just goes to speak to kind of like your work ethic and how, how it all comes about. Right. Why, at what point was it when you started to bring in the, the I call it the help, right? And we talk a lot about healers. Yes, or just shamans, healers. shamans, healers. I think healers. I have an addiction to shamans and healers <laughs> and psychics. And, uh -huh. um, you know, I'll tell you, it all stems from my dad's death. Um, the reason why I'm so obsessed with like healing work and just, you know, being a better person is it literally all comes from my dad's death. So you know the story, but basically my father's heart stopped in front of me. And it's taken me like a long time to even like discuss this and talk about it. But like he was like in front of me in, in my hands and his heart stopped. And like for the for the people who don't know, give give a little bit of context of what he's sick. So um, he had heart issues mm -hmm. and he had uh, a heart attack. So he had a defibrillator, which was supposed to work when your heart stops. That's mm -hmm. the whole point of defibrillator. So he had a defibrillator, and that made him really depressed. Like, he was depressed that he had that. Um, ironic is, like, the heart stops, and that doesn't work. Right, right. <laughs> you know, the whole thing about why his depression even started from yeah, that. Yeah, of course. That was the whole irony. But, um, you know, he was, like, a typical Armenian man where, like, you don't take care of yourself, and yeah, you have a cholesterol, proud. and proud, and, you know— ate everything he wanted to eat mm -hmm. and um, was a workaholic and had this like really stressful lifestyle, right? Would wake up like 4 a.m., go to work and long hours and didn't work out and yes. didn't do therapy. If yeah. you're depressed about a defibrillator, he didn't do, do therapy. therapy. Right. Because um, it's taboo in our culture. Even mm -hmm. when I talk about it sometimes with like people my age, like people get uncomfortable because it's taboo to talk about like, hey, mm -hmm. I have a therapist. I talk to someone. I see a shaman or yeah. a healer. Yeah. Uh, I'm very open about it because that's just how I am. Yeah, but pe people get really weird when you say that. Uh, and I hope this podcast could help people to like think differently. But um, his health was deteriorating. Like it wasn't like, you know, he wasn't in the best shape possible. But for his heart to stop out of nowhere, that was very unexpected. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, my parents' house. That was very unexpected. And that whole process of, like, his heart stopping in front of me and um, I could not do anything 
you know, when your your dad dies in your hands and you can't do anything, you have no control, that could really mess you up. Especially someone like me, like a type A personality that has massive control issues. Yeah. Um, I deal with that on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if I'll ever be able to delete that image from mm-hmm. my head because mm-hmm. it's so, you know, it's like the hardest thing I've ever dealt with in my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And it's something I literally... Like, it's like something I deal with constantly on a daily basis. Um, I say, like, sometimes, like, if you could get out of bed, yeah, good for you. Because yeah. there's been many times that I just could not get out of bed. Mm. You know, in the last 10 years since this incident has happened, there's been many times where I just, you know, I'm in a very dark place and I can't get out of bed. Um, what has that image that, that you say is hard to delete, which I don't know if you ever... I, I don't. I'm not a, a licensed person. Right. Um, if you should or shouldn't, what has that moment? What did that shift in you as a as a person, as the woman that you are now, as the wife, as the right. mother that you are? What did that death? Because as we know, there's the world is also mourning right now the death of Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Bryant. Right. And and um, you with seeing your father and him being in your hands, like I, I can't even. As you're saying that, I, I try my best to put myself there, but it's too painful to even imagine. What did that do inside of you, the person? What did that shift for you? I think it shifts. I think it shifts a lot uh, in regards to like how you look at the world, mm-hmm. you know. So a lot of people always tell me like, "How come you're like this? And how do you do all this? And da da da, and fearless and all that." I have become fearless because of that incident, only because I've seen death. Mm-hmm. I've seen death. Mm-hmm. Nothing is scarier than that. Mm-hmm. So for me to walk into a meeting that they're going to either say yes or no, like, <laughs> right. you know, I will walk into that meeting and push myself and they say yes, amazing. They say no, they, they say no, but I have no fear to walk into that meeting. Mm. Or, you know, I have no fear to ask for things I want because, you know, I've seen the worst. Like right. these things are all a joke compared to the stuff I've seen. Right. And with your, what, what who did you have to be in your family with your mother? Right, because like having to be strong for her, but having to be strong for yourself. Because I know that she was very emotional at that time too. Naturally, how did you? Because you almost have to like cut off your feelings to Mm -hmm. address everyone else. When the situation happened with my dad, it was like my mom and Ray in the house, and I was the one. I just remember being really calm, Mm. which is very weird. Mm. In a situation like that, I just was really calm, and I was explaining everything to the paramedics, and I was really really calm. My mom was very frantic, but I just remember being very calm. And um, I don't remember like that much in regards to how other people were acting, but I just remember I was very calm, which mm-hmm. is very weird in a situation like that, a crisis. Mm-hmm. Actually, every time like a crisis happens, I'm very calm. Mm. They say when, when, when something big like that happens, that's when it shows like who who you are in a different way. Right. Um, because right now we can be like, okay, and then we hear a loud sound and some of us are jumping up and down right, right, and some right. of us are just really relaxed. Right. But for that to be who you are. Yeah, I never knew actually until I was in that situation. In that situation. Right. Wow. But I became the whole like spiritual thing. I didn't even know about it, cared about it. Like, like it's because of my dad's death, I've become spiritual because it's just like, what's this all about? Mm-hmm. You know, what is this all what is about? This, yeah, what is it this life all about? It could easily go away. It's like so quick. And like even the Kobe Bryant's death like was hard because it triggers my dad's death mm. in me. And even with him, like 
I just felt like he had so much to offer. And mm. what is this all about? What mm-hmm. is this all about? Is this even real? Like, is this is this even right. real? And I know recently one of your friends passed away. Passed away yes. as well. Um, so in the last one year ago, my really good friend passes away in a car accident. Young girl, wow. very successful, big fashion line. She has um, two kids. She dies wow. in a car accident. And that was very hard. It set me back a lot because it takes me back to my dad. Of course. That was really, really hard. And then two weeks ago, a, a, a industry friend passes away. Um, I don't think they have the results of like what exactly went down, but you know, she passed away two weeks ago. And again, like I went, like it's hard for me to go to funerals. Like I don't stay long. I go and give my respect and yeah. get out because I get massive anxiety. Yeah. It just all triggers me with my dad's situation. So um, yeah, I don't know. It's been really interesting because. She was a young girl. She wasn't married. She didn't have kids, but it's like she had aspirations to do so much. And for that to happen, it, it's right. really messed up. And, and it reminds you that we are so out of control with our our time here. Right. We have no idea. And when when that happened with with um, Kobe, and and just naturally, when you hear about it happening. It always makes me think like, okay, Sean, what is your legacy? Right. What do you want people, when they think about you, are they thinking about you from this or that? And then, you know, you you, then you go to people's like Instagram page and you're like, what were they? You try to just bring anything back to life about them. With that in your mind and being a mom and being someone who has just had her own company, right. just continuously moving and pushing forward and also being in this crazy town we call LA and, and remaining true to yourself. Oh, this town is so crazy. It's I'm going to be honest. At the crazy. Oscars, <laughs> let's take a sip. <laughs> As amazing it is to be there, yeah. I found this quote and I posted it and it got reposted a lot. And it says they look at me and laugh at me because I'm different. I look at them and laugh at them because they're all the same. It's wow. a tough industry. It's a very tough industry. It's so tough. Well, and it's an industry that supports um, if if a female rapper is hot right now, that means right. now we're going to get seven female rappers and we're going right. to all make them look alike or whatever or right. whatever or, or a male rapper or, or a pop singer or whatever right. it is. And and it's it's they promote more being of a clone mm-hmm. because that's selling because it's business, right? And so it for them, it's like, how much money can we make? Rap is hot right now. Now rap is the number one genre in the world, but we can remember a time when mm-hmm. right. it was banned, right? Where right. they were just like, you know, so it, it's all about what sells, which is why I think the connection with yourself, which is why whether it's the healers, whether it's right. the support from your friends, whether it's having a strong team. I am friendly with a lot of people, but I'm not friends with a lot of people. Right. And that's specifically because of the fact that I'm at a point now where I'm aware of my value and what I bring and what I can give and offer. Right. And that doesn't even You're mean- You're not afraid and, to sit alone at yeah, the table. Yeah, and it's not money. It's not, it's not anything. Right. But if, you know, if, we, if we pour into this glass, like, I have to be able to have some for me. And for a while, right. I used to feel guilty for my time. I, I can't go. I can't make it. Mm-hmm. Why? You're busy? I'm busy on my couch. Right. I'm busy praying to God. Like, yes. I'm busy getting my spirit yeah. right. I'm busy at the gym getting this way smaller and smaller and smaller. Right. No, you know what I mean? But like your waist looks good by the thank way. You. <laughs> but it's but it's all of the things. But I want to go back because I wanna before um this wraps, I wanted to ask you, what do you feel your legacy? My legacy. That's a really good question. Um I've never really thought about what legacy I would like to leave behind, but I do you know, going to the Oscars, like I do see myself being there one day mm-hmm. with the nomination for mm-hmm. my work. I don't mm-hmm. want to be like, oh, I want to win an Oscar. No, right. I want to be there one day, a nomination for my work. And I guess my legacy would be um, 
as an immigrant kid that mm-hmm. grew up in East Hollywood, streets away from the wow. Hollywood side, streets away from the Dolby yeah. Theater, and was able to create a career where it was impossible for mm-hmm. an Armenian girl. Uh, I hope I could be able to open up doors for others to be able to do the things I've done and even more. Mm-hmm. You know, women that look like me have the same type of background as mm-hmm. me. Um, Dig into that a little bit more. Yeah. We've had private conversations about how... Because I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I was sitting at the Oscars and I'm <laughs> like, oh, like I hate some of these girls. They're so perfect and pretty. <laughs> and not in a jealous way, but I was just like, oh, like really everything's so perfect and pretty, but that's not <laughs> yeah. how the world is. Yeah. Uh-huh. But that's why having a, having multiple voices is so important. Mm-hmm. That's why having people who can come in where we can think of years when Lupita, who's coming, who's coming from a completely different country and brings right. something so refreshing and so vitalizing is so important at that table, which is why right. Yalitza, who was um, one of the first indigenous um, people ever right. nominated, is so important. And that's why it's important for you, mm-hmm. being who you are, right. to continue to push forward. Because w- we forget that... The person that we're looking at, we're not that different. Right. And and sometimes, like, as a person, as a dreamer, as a person who's continuously pushing forward, like you said, you're you're sitting there. You're at the show. You're not watching it on TV. You're right. at the show yet. You still feel far away. You're literally- It was so You could close. throw an apple right. at Margot Robbie if so you So close. Like, That's so far away. <laughs> and by the way, Margot was so sweet. Um, Sean introduced me to Margot Robbie. <laughs> We had a nice conversation. Yeah. Um, she's killing it. She's killing it. And she was really sweet. And she was sweet. Yeah. And she was like, I, I can't go to any parties because I have to go. I'm shooting By the, way, the next I day. I love that about her. Yeah. She was like, I'm not going to go to any, I'm not going to Vanity Fair. I'm not going this. I'm not going that. I have to fly straight to Pan- uh, Panama to film a movie. And then there's like all the superficial people like, oh, you're not going to Guy Oseri's party. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you're not going to Vanity Fair. Right. Oh, and, <laughs> and do you hear Margot, which I'm sure everybody would beg for them for yeah. her to go to the parties right. to be like no I'm not doing any parties I'm going to work I found out that she's a Leo I'm like I get it she's a Leo also also we're our Leos. sign we're all yeah, yeah you're we're a, a Leo. day apart we're a day apart yeah. you're born on the 21st yep. I'm on August 22nd um, so I was like, oh, I get it. I get why she's not going to go to any parties. She's yeah. like, I need to go work. Yeah. I need to go bring this in and make this all make sense right. and make money. Right. Dana, what for you, has money been a motivation for? No. What's been a Ever. motivation? Never. Money's never I, I been a motivation. when people see, and we've had conversations like this, mm-hmm. how it first started was when I saw Diana did a video, you were in New York, and somebody was videoing you were in a taxi. <gasps> yes. You love my taxi confession. I love it because I'm like, I, I'm like. I love when people are just so genuine and real. And not that you're not. Right. It's just that you, your brand is something different sometimes. And so yes. like when we talk, it's, you give it to me straight. You right. give it to me real. Um, what has been the motivation? Because it, it, it'd be different if you had had kids I would, before. You know what? I would love... I've talked about this with my like life coach, yeah. Elizabeth, who's in New York. I don't know what is my motivation, what pushes me. It's something very innate in my, like, I feel it in my stomach. Mm. I feel it in me. I don't know why sometimes I'm so obsessed. Like, why am I obsessed right now to, like, kill it in acting and get this nomination one day? I don't know why. You know, I don't know where it comes from. But it's in me, and I have it in me. And Mm. I have this attitude of, like, oh, I'm going to make it happen. I don't know where it comes from, to be honest, but I am something that people don't know past the Instagram uh, videos of me at events and stuff is I'm actually a nerd. And uh, on my downtime, I'm doing a lot of research. I'm studying like right now I'm studying all Robert De Niro movies Mm. 
And I'm not just watching his movies. I'm watching it and then watching all the like the critiques and all the like interviews he's done about it and how he prepared for it. Yeah. I'm actually a big nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, so I read a lot of books. I don't yeah. know if people know this, but um, like yesterday I talked a lot about Coco Chanel because people don't know like she's one of my inspirations. Mm. And I've read like I think every book written about her. Wow. And I find her life fascinating. So I always like to research people that I like and I learn a lot from them. I learn from their mistakes. I learn from their like, you know, victories. And uh, I'm a big nerd. I So I actually love doing the work yeah like I, I don't you know what i'm saying where most people shy away from right. from the work and i think that's what it is is that when it's glossy and when it's pretty and when it's edited people forget that it's work right this podcast is work it's the lights work. the, the, yes. the setting that we're in right now and even when you're at events and people are like oh you just go to pretty events all day and it's like no it's networking work. these it's events energy. are networking it's energy when you're doing it. and that's right. why for me it's so important to protect your energy right. and and eliminate not even like oh I'm a car just eliminate people who right. are suppressing your energy and there's a difference with people who want to see you do better so like Diana you know what I love this but like do more of the taxi cab stuff like there's mm-hmm. different people but right. then there's people I have to respect you in order to to take your critique if your critique is yeah. coming or it's, it's it's originated in a place of hate I don't need it right because you don't mean well for me anyway no. you know what I'm saying but just eliminating right. energy that no longer serves and I think that that is one of the most underrated underestimated things just in life it doesn't matter if you're in LA if you're in Nebraska right. or wherever you are when you have energy suckers oh, who are the, draining yes, the, vampires. the vampires who are draining yes. Your entire existence. Mm-hmm. Do you have Can an I tell example? You something? Yeah. Okay. This is what I've learned about the energy vampires and people who are not good for you. So I have come to a point right now in this day and age where I look back at those friends that I'm no longer friends with, people who have betrayed me, people who have sucked my energy mm. um, for a long time and who have hurt me. Mm. I don't look at them anymore as bad people. I just look at them as like, for me, they weren't the right people to be mm. in my in my circle, in my field. Mm. And they, they don't necessarily mean to be, they're not maybe bad people. Mm-hmm. They actually might be great people in, yeah. in other people's lives and right. with other people. But for me, it just wasn't a match. Mm. For me, the friendship wasn't a match. The relationship wasn't a match. Whatever it was, wasn't a match. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to really learn that like these people are teachers. They're in your life to teach you a lesson. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever that lesson is, you know, if it's a bad relationship, you have to learn something about yourself. Whether it's a friendship, you have to learn something. Um, bad friendships have taught me to create boundaries now, mm-hmm. which I never had before. Mm-hmm. Bad friendships have taught me to create boundaries because mm-hmm. before I used to like give, 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 give. Whatever you need, whatever you have, right. I have it. And, I then you get, it. Yeah. and then you get used and screwed, right? So it's like boundaries is something that it's not other people's fault. It was my fault. Right. I didn't create the boundaries. Right, right. And so what do you expect? Right, right. Well, and that's why I think it's important also for relationships to be mutually beneficial. Right. And I stopped an- answering the phone when I realized every time you're calling, it's about something that you need. And I think that that's right. another thing that happens here so often is that like it's a it's a space where people are like, I need, I need, Well, I your need. job, especially because, you know, you put on the biggest show <laughs> of the year. It's like the biggest show in the world. And everybody's on you like Sean, 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 Sean. And, and my thing is like, I, I just appreciate honest 
relationships. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm like that weird person. Yeah. Like, just tell me what you need. And if I can do it, right. I'll do it. Because And you really are good with that. Well, because my mom, it's funny. My mom had camp come this year. And I was I was telling um I love that you people, gave her the glam and like oh, the whole mom event. has yes. to get the glam. If yes. mom's coming to the Oscars, mom has she to get the glam. She looked beautiful. Um but I was telling some of the like the team, I was like, you know, my mom didn't raise me to be a do-nothing bitch. And they were right. like, What's a do-nothing bitch? And I'm like, if I if if I can do it, I'm gonna do it. Right. But like sometimes you're just like, I can't do nothing, bitch. Like, so sit down. You right. know what I mean? So, like, it, it, it goes both ways. But, like, my mom just didn't raise me to be the person to, like, hold and conceal because I think that's another problem with this this town is that, like, the idea of power right. is, 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 is misused. To me, power is how I leave people right. feeling. To me, right. power is how people feel after I leave the room. Power right. is the way my friends feel. Uh-huh. Power is if I'm able to empower. Power is not if I'm the door guy at a club right. and I'm like, you can't get in. That's yes. not power for me. And there's no. nothing against those door guys at the right. clubs because we need you too. Right. But for me, power is is more in it's more transferable and and it's not in a in a weight of ego. It, it's right. an it's a it's an exchange of and it's if I leave you feeling powerful, I have power. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I look at but that's it. That's like an enlightened person talking. Mm. Uh, you know, not everybody sees that. <laughs> I think the lack mentality is a very immigrant mentality. Like Im- mm. immigrants, like I you know I see that in my family. Like they feel like because back in the day. If you're in line for bread and bread's done and you're still in line, like there's no bread. Right. So it's right. always that struggle and hustle to get things because it's gonna it's gonna finish. It's yeah. Gonna, you know. Yeah. Um, I like to have that mentality. It was completely different from the immigrant mentality because for a long time I did have that immigrant mentality. Now I I have this mentality of which is what you have as a tattoo on your arm, faith. which is faith. Yeah. So here's my new mentality, you guys, and it's been working. It's been doing amazing. Mentality is fate. I really believe mm. it's going to happen. I really believe that I need to trust the process. Mm. I really believe that like what's coming is probably better than what I'm asking. Yeah. And so far, and this came to me when I went to Tulum, which by the way, you have to go to Tulum. I went to Tulum. It's you amazing. Been? Yes. It's okay. amazing. Don't you feel like you're really close to God? Revitalized. Like, don't you feel like you're yeah. close to God? Like you feel like he's he's hearing you. Yeah, you're like and he's in the water at the beach yes. where I am. Yeah. Yeah. Like at night, I would look up to the scar, like the stars, and I felt like he was like there listening to me. Mm-hmm. Like at that, it's Tulum like a magnetic like energy. Yeah, you Tulum feel is it. It's beautiful. It's a vortex. Right. That place is a vortex. So when I went to Tulum, I came to this understanding through nature. Like nature was speaking to me. Yes, I'm a weirdo. Nature was speaking to me, <laughs> and it was it. like Diana, faith, trust. Faith, mm. trust. All of these little coincidences are leading you with something. Mm-hmm. Like, believe the process. Mm-hmm. And I literally started applying on little things, just little things. And I was like, I'm going to let it be and see what happens. And it would happen. Before, I would stress out about that stress little it. thing. Yeah. And then probably my own energy would block it. Right. And now I'm like, I'm just going to let it be and let right. it happen, see what happens. Well, and I, I always ask myself the question, like when I'm when I'm reaching, which I think I think we all should be doing is reaching outside of the thing that feels comfortable for us because that's when it requires you to trust in something bigger than right. yourself, God, universe, whatever it is that you want to call it. Um, but when I'm when I'm doing that, I always ask myself, like, what do you believe? Mm-hmm. Right? Because like you can walk into a room in that meeting and right. be told no for glam masters. Right. But it's like, but what do I believe about myself? And, and that to me is just like that's when I can. It's like the equivalent to like putting on like uh, the on the airplane. You put on the ear right. thing so you don't hear anything. Uh huh. And I have to get with myself because like 
as soon as you walk out of your house, it's what everybody else believes right. about you. As soon as you post that photo online, right. everybody has posts, retweets, share the group text. Right, like right. she thinks she's all that. She's not blah, blah. Uh-huh. She's so pretty. She's not pretty. She whatever it whatever is. And it's it is. like, what do I believe? And I think that like for for your audience in specific, that's that's such a big thing to like just to to reprogram. It's like when you're driving and you get off route right. and it's like rerouting. Oh, so many people laughed at me when I said I'm being an actress. So many people laughed at me. My own close friends were like, are you serious? Like you've been doing a hosting, just stick to that. You have two kids, like you're married, like stick to that. People were laughing at me and now they're cheering, which is nice. Yeah. You know, and now I'm about to go film my second movie, yeah. I, which I got to tell you yeah. about tonight. Um, It's going to be in London, end of August. It's a big role. That's amazing. And it's just like, what? Like, this is all so crazy. But, but as as friends, it's like your comfort zone is not my comfort zone. Right. So don't push your comfort zone right. onto me. Sometimes you know? people can't see it, yeah. and it's okay. Yeah. And sometimes people it's fear. Sometimes people, yes, fear. Yeah. Definitely fear. Um, I think sometimes people can't see it because it's not their vision. It's your vision. Only mm-hmm. you could see what's meant for you mm-hmm. in your life. Right. So if your friend says, like, you know, negative things, don't do it. It's not like they're a bad person. They just can't see it. But you know what's best for you. Mm-hmm. You know what's, you know, what your, like, visions are and your dreams are. Like, no one can tell you not it, to live it. it is. Talk to me real quick before we go about balance. Because you're working out. Right. You're, you're doing the second product line. You're in right. all the acting classes mm-hmm. you can be. You're right. doing your podcast. Right. You're always busy. You're supporting your friends. You're at an event. Right. You're at my shows. How you're do everywhere. I do it? How do I do it? Balance. I'll tell you this. Balance. My balance is very simple. And I actually didn't even know what it was until Ray's friend called it out at a party once. And he's like, now I get how you do everything. I'm like, how? He's like, I realize you don't drink. You'll carry the same drink in your hand and babysit it the whole night. And you know what? It's true. When I drink, I have a night Yeah, that's crazy, which lately is very rare for me to have that. Yeah. It's not often. But I'll tell you this. Oscars, I drink. I drank mm. a lot. And it took me so long to recover after. Mm. Like the next day, I was like done. I had to cancel everything. Yeah. And it was like a week of recovery. And honestly, I think when I don't drink, I don't party which is not a fun lifestyle, but I'm just more You're focused. Focused. Yeah. Everything is like I wake up early, I have my morning routine, mm-hmm. the workout, I have the day's tasks, mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to do, what I'm supposed to complete. I wouldn't be able to do that if I wasn't such a nerd. Like if I was partying, if I was out all night, um, drinking, it's just not gonna happen. Yeah. So I I think the biggest thing is like I don't drink. Mm. Yeah. If you and I'm not coming from the places like I'm so like cool. No, like, no, no, no. It literally is I don't drink. Yeah, yeah, because then you're able to not get off track the next right. day mm-hmm. and be all off track for the rest mm-hmm. of the week. Because some people actually don't even leave your house and they drink a lot. Like, yeah, they drink a bottle or two. I don't. I don't drink. You're like I'm. I'm not. I'm okay. Because because when I do, it sets me back. Mm-hmm. It does. Going wrapping it with your dad. Mm-hmm. Be, that was ten years ago. Ten years ago. Yeah. With all that's happened in the 10 years, you know, the birth of your two kids, mm-hmm. just your your life, if you could say anything to him right now, what would you say? That's a hard one. Yeah, you're like making me cry. Um, I don't know. It's just I feel like he's always with me. Mm. I do. Um, many times there's been like so many times where I think I see him in the crowd. Mm. I think I see him places and I'm like, wait, what? And then, you know, obviously it's just like an illusion. (sighs) I don't know. I just hope he's proud. Mm. 
I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. He's more than proud. You know, uh, we have a mutual friend, Bernard Hiller, mm -hmm. who does um, acting, acting classes. Acting classes and all I ninja, class, him, ninja right, mind classes. I don't know. what he, he does a lot. <laughs> I saw him recently, and he said to me, Diana, like, people are pulling you into acting, and you're like, oh, I don't know. I guess I'll try. And he's like, you have some lucky stars. And I stopped, and I'm like, no, I have my dad. He's helping me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really do feel like he helps me. I do. I have conversations with him daily. And I mm -hmm. just do feel like he's always with me. Connected. He's always helping me. Yeah. yeah. For any of, your, any of the audience who's watching or listening and dealing with death or, or, or losing someone right. um, in the physical form or just losing, what advice, what, what would you say in, in terms of words of encouragement or what would you suggest them to do? The hardest thing about losing someone um, is, you know, the process. There's a process mm -hmm. when it comes to grieving. And it's something that, like, can't be taught. Mm -hmm. You could learn about it. There's, like, steps. And nobody could tell you how to deal with it. Like, mm -hmm. you have to really deal with it on your own. Yeah. And whether it's, like, you know, breaking up with a boyfriend. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's that like, was recent, that right, happened, <laughs> right? Yeah. Whether it's breaking up with a boyfriend, whether it's actually losing someone in your life, I would say you have to really just give time to yeah. heal. Um, when my dad died for one year, I was staying at home every day in a dark place, and only my close, close family and friends knew about this, and they would like call and check up on me and come over. I wasn't leaving my house for one year, and I had to. I had to go through that. Like I had to grieve and I had to, you know, process what happened. Um, so it's like, you know, I've done a lot of therapy in the last 10 years. I think it's like time heals. You just never forget. Mm. But the best thing to know is, I don't know that like maybe I think the best thing to know is like they're always with you and you don't know if this is real. Is this real? Yeah. yeah. I think it's important to know that like nothing – goes with you to that next place so we're going so people are so obsessed with making money and buying this and buying that like none of that shit's coming with you yeah it's important to like have relationships have um good like meaningful relationships where you're not screwing each other over yeah. and yeah. not after someone something yeah for me too it's like dreaming big it's like i want to achieve so much in my life and it's just something that comes from inside yeah it's not like fame it's not I could yeah. have done a lot of things, things that for fame. For fame. Yeah. A lot yeah, of shows right. I was offered, I could have done yeah. for fame. Right. Um, it's never been about that. It's always just been about the like passion and craft. Mm. You know? Now I have one more thing and then I'm done for real. Okay. Because Because I'm not you, wearing waterproof wait. mascara and you're gonna ruin no, the next no, no, interview. No, 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 no. This one's actually not a tearjerker. But because when you said that just now, when you said, um, I'm curious at what do you think the biggest misconception is? Because you could have done a lot of things. If if there was someone who's like, she just wants to be famous, you're like, you could have done several things. Yeah, I've heard that. Several I've heard things. that. I've heard that. What do Somebody you think people, is the biggest misconception about you? People have written shit about me online saying that she just wants to be a reality show star. Like, I've, I've seen those comments. Right. Um, biggest misconception about me is, uh, I don't know. Uh what would the biggest misconception about me be? I guess people don't realize how deep I am. Mm. And people don't know how deep I am until they sit down and have a conversation yeah. with me. Yeah. And this is a conversation that's not at a party. It's behind like closed doors, like if we're having dinner. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty deep. I'm pretty like 
I don't know. I like to have meaningful conversations, yeah. very educated conversations. Yeah. Like if I'm going to be leaving my kids at home and going out with someone to have dinner, like it has to be meaningful. It has to mean something. I yeah. have to leave like enlightened and inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do those kind of friendships anymore where it's superficial and yeah. just talking about other people's lives. Like mm-hmm. I can't. I did that. I did those kind of friendships. And I, and I think you and I are similar in the way where- Like I don't care who's doing what. Right. Exactly. You're like, I'm not concerned. And and partially probably because our birthdays are a day apart, and and because we have very um, joyful spirits, just naturally right. we're happy for people. We're like, right. oh yeah, uh-huh. that people. I I would say the biggest misconception with me, and because I'm nice and I'm smiling, that you have they no don't, pain. That no, but that they don't like me, and they think that I care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And right. it's like, no, 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 babe. I don't care at yeah. all. And I'm still smiling. There's this Coco Chanel quote, like, um, <laughs> I don't care what you think about me. So I don't know. It's a great Coco Chanel quote. We'll find it after yeah, this interview. Yeah. But like, I don't care what you think about me. Simple yeah. as that. And, and, and I think that's the thing is like when you're when you're um, uh, a lifted spirited type of person, when you're somebody who's constantly wanting to find the best in right. people and find the best in the situation, people often take that as like some weird like. No, and it's people like, are weirded out by us because yeah. we're happy and we're excited. And I genuinely want you to right? win. Genu- yeah, people find that weird. I got to tell you the story before we head yes. out because I know we got to head out. Yeah. I one time went to this. Um, this was like like I was. You know, I would say this is like 10 years ago. I went to a club with all my girlfriends. It was girls' night. And I was at the bar getting a drink. And this billionaire comes next to me. And he's a famous billionaire. Like, if I say his name, everybody yeah, knows. Uh-huh. And he came next to me. He said, you're so happy. He did that. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, ah. Oh. And he gets his drink and goes. And I was like, oh, my God. This he's guy's a billionaire, billionaire and he's angry because I'm so happy. I think I'm happy I'm not him. I'm not yeah, him and right, a billionaire. Right, exactly. Money that's, doesn't bring happiness. That's the and that that goes back to what you said about you can't take anything with you. No, none of this is coming and with us. Some people can't even enjoy it while they're they here. They have it. Yeah. Oh, Diana, I love, I love you, you so much. And Thanks I'm so coming. proud of you. And and I'm Well, I'm as proud a, of you too. I'm, as a friend. As a fan, as a follower, you inspire and lift not only men, women, people of all different colors because of your ability to just be resilient and go after it and more and more and well, more. Well, you have been a big factor to my success. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you and all that you've done for me. Oh, and I I'm you. so proud of you too because you went from being homeless <laughs> to working for one of the biggest companies that are known all over the world. And you guys, he was a meme at the Oscars. Yeah, I so was that a was- meme. Find it. It's on ABC News. <laughs> it was amazing because uh, we're at the Oscars and I'm Ray's like, hey, Sean's a meme because he saw it on Twitter and I'm texting you as you're like recording the meme when Eminem <laughs> performing. Uh, I can't wait to, you guys, Sean has the most amazing music. Make sure to get it on iTunes. Yes. Sean, you have some shows coming yep, up. Yeah, I have some I can't, shows coming up, which I will yeah. put on Instagram, Sean Finney Be Flourishing. Yes, please follow <laughs> Sean Finney Be Flourishing because his posts are really inspirational. You'll learn a lot from him, especially if, you know, learning how to get over dark times because mm. you've, Talk, you talk about it. You're very open yeah. about like getting past suicidal thoughts. Yeah, eating disorders. Eating disorders yeah. and all that. So yeah. you guys have to follow Sean. It's very inspirational. Thank you so much for coming. I love, I love you. you so much. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.